Looking ahead, challenges and opportunities in the changing world. Welcome to Talking Economics, podcast launched on the occasion of the 30th anniversary of the Center for Economic Research and Graduate Education, Economics Institute. My name is Katarina Stehlíková, and with my guests today, we will focus on retail banking. How have banks survived the pandemics? And what are the trends in banking industry? Let me welcome Richard Potiera, our PhD and economics alumnus, and an executive director at CSOB, one of the largest banks in the Czech Republic, where he manages retail group segments. Richard is also a lecturer of the Masters in Applied Economics program course Corporate Finance and Valuation here at SERGI. Prior to his current engagement, he has also worked for McKinsey and Company and for the International Monetary Fund in Washington, D.C. Good afternoon, Richard. Good afternoon, and thank you for the invitation. I should say that uh, anything that I will say uh, is my personal opinion, and not the view of uh, any of my current or previous employers. Was the standard disclaimer. Yes. So with the disclaimer, we can start looking at the financial results and, and the price, share prices of Czech and also European banks. It seems that they survived the pandemic very well. Is it correct? Yes, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, Czech banks have proven quite resilient. You could say uh, another crisis, uh, another strong performance of Czech banks, uh, like in the previous one uh, uh, after 2008. So, so it looks uh, very well these days. But uh, I should say it was no picnic, uh, because uh, we were shocked as any other industry by COVID. You could even say more, uh, because uh, banks are leveraged place on um, on the economy. So when the economy uh, gets a hit, uh, the banks uh, are hit even more. So, yeah. so we had to solve not not only the operational issues uh, with people not being able to come to work, uh, but also immediately we started to worry about credit quality uh, because we saw that uh, the economy will go down. There will be a recession. And many of our uh, our debtors uh, could be hit, uh, so we started to worry about that. And also, the Czech National Bank cut uh, interest rates uh, almost to zero, uh, and uh, that is hitting uh, a lot uh, our revenues. So, from both sides, we were hit. And also, the outlook was quite uh, gloomy, I would say, uh, because uh, uh, as an open economy. Czech Republic is really dependent dependent on uh, on uh, foreign demand, and uh, COVID actually hit all the countries at the, pretty much at the same time. Uh, so we worried a lot about the foreign demand uh, for our uh, goods and services. So it was really quite difficult start of COVID for us. But the worst hasn't happened, right? Yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, we feared much worse. Uh, you can see it in the financial results as well because we created uh, kind of uh, significant provisions for bad debts, which fortunately we were not uh, uh, forced uh, to to use uh, up to now. So so that was uh, the, perf- the actual performance w- was much better. Uh, of course, it is thanks to not only the Czech government, which did spend a substantial amount of money uh, in terms of uh, helping the economy, the Czech National Bank, which supported also with loose monetary policy, but also the foreign demand uh, didn't drop as uh, we feared uh, so much. Uh, so, and also with the vaccine uh, later on, uh, I think the overall uh, the overall performance was uh, much better. 
than we thought in, I don't know, uh, March, April 2020. That was kind of the <laughs> worst fears, uh, which, by the way, you can see also in the development of the stock market. Those were the, the initial lows uh, of, the, of the stock market. Um, about, about your clients, uh, did you then actually need to help them or did you need to help them? And uh, did you try to help them in any way? Definitely, definitely. Um, so in the first shock, uh, uh, we really tried to help the clients to still keep uh, access uh, to financial services. Um, even even the old way, meaning uh, having branches and the post offices open because we also serve uh, clients through the Postal Saving Bank. So we really tried to keep as many uh, open as possible. Uh, but of course, uh, the big move uh, toward digital uh, digital interactions with clients was uh, there from the very first day, uh, because uh, kind of digitization of banking services has been here for a while. COVID only accelerated uh, this this trend. Um, so we immediately started to promote also to. Uh, older clients and more conservative clients that they really should go online, they should pay by card, they should have their pension sent to uh, to an account uh, and so on. And uh, so I think it was bigger, uh, bigger change uh, for the clients than for us. We, uh, we were ready and many clients already interacted remotely with us. Um, but we really tried to help uh, the clients uh, in the daily business. And uh, also we had to communicate quite a lot with the clients because they were scared at the beginning uh, and we were confused, to be honest, uh, because from one day to another, everything was closed. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, so so clients didn't know what to do and they did want to have access to their money. So so that was one, one part of, of, of the response. Then, if you remember, many people don't even remember now, but uh, there was a lot of discussion and then actions on the on the moratoria on loan repayments. Mm -hmm. um, already in March, actually, the banking industry, through the Czech Banking Association, we started uh, basically providing first relief, uh, basically allowing clients to delay uh, their, their payments. Uh, but then the government stepped in and uh, set clear, quite clear rules. So clients could have basically uh, uh, postponed their payments between, I believe, April and October uh, 2020. And many of them actually used this opportunity. Uh, Industry-wide, I think more than 300,000 uh, applications were approved. Mm -hmm. And uh, four to 500 billion of Czech crowns were kind of uh, delayed. And uh, what kind of share is this, do you know? Uh, this was about, I think, 14%, uh, 14 of mm -hmm. all bank loans uh, were actually uh, uh, put uh, under moratoria. Um, after, after this expired, uh, pretty much everybody started to pay back. Uh, in retail, maybe 2%, 2 to 3% uh, had some issues in starting back, uh, to pay back. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was... You could all, almost say it was not necessary <laughs> because not so In many people, yeah. not so many people uh, got uh, into trouble. But I think it was the right way to do, the right thing to do, uh, because uh, because there was a lot of uncertainty, and it was uh, it certainly helped many people to know that they don't have to pay for three or six months, depending on how they uh, what they chose, um, because the uncertainty about yeah. their income was was huge. 
so that was the second one um, and the third area uh, where we try to help help our clients a lot was in investment management because we uh, at least uh, but I saw it also in other banks not only in our bank uh, we try to advise clients uh, not to sell in panic when the uh, markets went down um, because that's the worst thing you can do uh, sell low um, and uh, later on, when interest rates uh, decreased to almost zero, we advised them to actually move out of short-term bond uh, funds mm -hmm. where they had the um, perspective of earning nothing. Uh, and rather, they invested. we advised them to invest into mixed funds. And uh, actually, more than half of the clients that we advised in this way uh, uh, actually did that and earned very nice return uh, since then. So I'm quite happy we did that. Uh, not everybody followed our advice, but uh, at least uh, <laughs> at least uh, uh, some people and actually most people that we advised did, did so. Um, that's impressive that you managed to do so even with the remote work, actually. And I wanted to ask about um, the first point you you raised, and that was the move to online. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose now you see more online than you've ever seen before. Uh, the first question is, how did you actually manage to help the people to move online? Because it seems, you know, it's a challenge for them. It's very difficult, something they, they've feared for a long time. And now they need to change, probably without a person, right? Mm -hmm. They need to do it remotely as well. So do you have the resources to do it? Well, yes, uh, it was a challenge uh, for, for many people. Uh, I should say that we did keep uh, the branches and post offices open. So we managed for, for most of the time they were open. So people who really needed the help, um, uh, we were available. But we also uh, actually increased uh, quite a lot uh, the traffic at our call center. So we tried to help them remotely. We even suspended for some time uh, our our security measures because normally uh, some transactions cannot be done uh, through the phone. Uh, but we allowed for some clients where we saw the risk was low uh, that that we, we we can do that. And uh, we also ran campaigns where we see that there are some connections between our young clients and old clients. So we try to actually run campaigns on the on the you know, or ask the young clients to help the older ones uh, to uh, to actually get online. And it was quite successful. I was surprised that we were actually able to <laughs> identify these connections and uh, and people actually helped, helped uh, quite a lot. Mm, yeah, that sounds impressive. Um, but you're able to identify these and that. Uh, it's similar to the voting campaign, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, but of course we are not in politics <laughs> but uh, uh, at all. But uh, actually it's not, when you have the transaction data, uh, it's not so so difficult. Of course, we use it only for clients who gave us consent. Um, with this uh, technology, I, I guess the pandemic has only uh, speed up e the the introduction of the technology, right? And one thing is the banking online. The other things are exactly what you already mentioned. Data analytics. Uh, now you actually probably have even more data. So uh, are you working in this? Are you working in this area as well? 
Yes, yes, I think actually this is one of the major trends we still are going to see here uh, for the next at least, I don't know, three, five years, maybe longer. Um, because uh, uh, for the banks to remain relevant uh, for clients, uh, we really need to understand better what what they need and uh, give them not only the sale offers, uh, which of course we need uh, also because we want to serve them, uh, but also uh, kind of service tips uh, and really help uh, help the clients uh, because otherwise we will not be credible. And uh, we can do that only through uh, data analytics and uh, even more sophisticated models that that actually are used to analyze the data. We have a lot of data. We don't. Uh, I don't think we, or as an industry, uh, use the data uh, to the full extent. Uh, actually, I think we use I don't know 10, 20, maybe thirty percent of the potential. Probably twenty percent. So there's huge potential, and definitely we we need to go in that direction. Um, and are you working on this as a bank, as a Chesobe, or are you cooperating actually with the mother and, and sisters in this huge project, I suppose? Yes, yes, definitely we, we cooperate group-wide uh, with KBC uh, because it's... Uh, mm, there is a lot that can be uh, that can be copied uh, from uh, from at least in terms of the approach and the models. The data is always local, uh, at least uh, as long as you have different uh, transaction systems and different databases and so on. So on that, uh, that will take a mm-hmm. long time, I think, to uh, at least in our group uh, to, uh, to um, make similar. But uh, the approach uh, and the modeling, uh, that is, that is sh- shared group-wide. And is it done mainly in-house or are you... What about the... the you know, the technological innovators, fintech is a huge industry, right? With possibly a lot of uh, competition for you. So do you see this as a competition? Yes, yes, sure. Uh, fintechs are competition. Uh, but coming back to your question, uh, do, do you do it, uh, whether whether we do it uh, ourselves? Yes, we, uh, we invest into our in-house capability. Uh, that's the strategy of KBC and then CSOB uh, to actually have this knowledge uh, and capabilities uh, in-house because we believe this is really strategic uh, going forward. Of course, we 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 cooperate with some fintechs, uh, but most of them are, of course, uh, competition. Um, with COVID, uh, I think at least some of them... Uh, were a little bit less successful because people wanted the, um, let's say, the certainty um, security. and the security of, mm-hmm. uh, of a large institution. Um, but going, but uh, in the next years, I'm quite sure this this will come back. Uh, but I think we should be able to compete uh, successfully. And with all this technology changing the way you operate and people moving to digital, what does it mean for your organizational structure and for the branches and the post offices yeah, yes uh, there is uh, of course big change going on um, um, we see that we need less people uh, in the branches uh, and uh, gradually uh, less branches I should say that uh, CSOB doesn't have too many branches uh, compared to the other banks so we actually optimized uh, early on 
so uh, I don't think we will need to cut uh, too many branches, uh, but definitely the the work that people are doing there will change. Uh, so from kind of simple operations and simple product sales, um, they will they will need to move to more complex uh, areas like investments, mortgages. Um, and uh, so there will be a little bit less people, uh, but more specialized and really specialized on these things where you, as a client, you want to have advice, you want to discuss perhaps uh, if it's your first mortgage, you do it, I don't know, once, twice, three times a, uh, in your lifetime. Yeah? Uh, so, so it's better to, uh, to have somebody who knows how things work. Also with investments, uh, it's not that the technology you can buy investments online today. That's no problem. But to get the trust that you should do it, uh, it requires some some conversation. But even these uh, uh, gradually will will use much more technology uh, because we we are looking at of course uh, video uh, video calls with bankers uh, so that you don't need to travel to the branch or they don't need to travel to your home. So technology will help with these tasks tasks as well, um, but uh, but we we will need people for these higher <laughs> higher mm-hmm. value added uh, services. So a different type of people will be needed for these jobs. Possibly a challenge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> could be. Um, going back to the challenges and opportunities of this changing world. Uh, do you think that the pandemic or has the pandemic revealed any structural issues in the Czech financial system? Uh, I think uh, I think not really, not uh, not any major systemic issues. Um, one, uh, th- there are some interesting uh, points I would say uh, that were revealed by the by the pandemic. One is uh, one could be the um, the mortgage market uh, where. When the Czech National Bank uh, decreased the rates uh, in 2020, uh, and uh, combined with the Czech National Bank interpretation of uh, of what banks can charge uh, to clients when they repay early, uh, simply led to a large wave of uh, early repayments. So basically, clients came to the bank and said, "Well, I would like to have my mortgage repaid because I will get another one at better price at some other bank." And uh, this was uh, this issue was known, but the pandemic has actually revealed how big it is, and it has led to uh, big losses uh, uh, in terms of income uh, at, the, at, the, at the banks uh, because the banks, for your five-year mortgage, they fix the uh, the, the rate uh, at which uh, they finance themselves. Like today, a five-year swap rate would be like three percent, so they fix it for. Uh, and they commit to pay this 3% for the next five years, if you come back uh, in one year and say, sorry, this is money, money is, this is, just take your money back, uh, I will get a better rate, uh, and the market rate is 2%, the bank is actually losing for the remainder of the mortgage, the difference mm-hmm. uh, from three to two. So 1% on the whole mortgage is lost. Uh, uh, so it's yes. a loss for the bank. And uh, there is a lot of discussion uh, still in the banking sector that this is not fair. Uh, either way, either this is corrected uh, or the, it will need to be counted into the price of mortgages. Uh, and uh, this could be this could be an issue longer term. But simply the COVID, the very sudden drop in interest rates revealed that there right, is really significant, significant mm. issue. Mm. 
And uh, maybe one more point. Uh, still, uh, Czech investors are quite conservative. Uh, we were also advising clients uh, who did not invest and have kind of uh, aggressive investment profile to invest when the market went down. Uh, some of them did, uh, but many of them uh, did not. And if you look at the portfolios of Czech investors, they are still quite underrated in equities. When I mean, if you really look long term, it's rational to invest more in equities. Uh, this could be an issue also for the uh, for the pension reform, uh, because mm. uh, simply people need to save and invest so that uh, in I don't know twenty, thirty, forty years they have they have better pensions. Uh, and this is still this is still something where we as uh, Czech investors, including myself, uh, underrated. Uh, so th this is also a structural uh, issue that I think was quite apparent in the pandemic. Do you see any signs of this changing or do you have any suggestions of how to actually approach this? Because I think Czechs or Slovaks are uh, rather conservative and afraid probably of this. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's... Uh there there are a number of uh, number of uh, um, obstacles <laughs> that actually need to be uh, need to be uh, tackled uh, um so certainly the kind of the being afraid uh, is one thing uh, but we need to explain to investors that they should look at the investment horizon that they set uh, so if they say okay i invest for at least for six seven years uh, then they should not uh, sell their investments after one year when there's a small loss and that's why we also test uh, the risk acceptance uh, of investors uh, so working with that uh, it's, that's that's one, one one area, but also trying to get sim simply get people invest even small small amounts, uh, which we try in CSOB. Um, with this, we have Cheso as, as as a product uh, where you where you basically your um, your payments by card uh, are uh, are rounded to the next twenty crowns. And uh, the rounding is then invested uh, into into one of the mixed funds. So you you basically have already some very small investment, but then it should kind of motivate, uh, you. motivate you. And we, of course, we try to persuade them, the clients to think about investing more because many, many clients actually have a lot of money. We see it on the accounts. Uh, also during the pandemic, a lot, uh, a lot of liquidity was parked at the, at the current accounts. And uh, the, the people, these these clients will not need the money for the next few years, probably many of them. Uh, and it's a shame to leave it at uh, at zero, basically inflation. when when inflation is between four and five percent. So 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 definitely, uh, uh, we are, we try to motivate people. Look, you already invest a little bit. Uh, you know how it works. You can see the balance. Uh, you can, and you can invest more. And many actually, uh, we see that uh, that this is a way how to uh, introduce these uh, investments. So has the strategy investors. worked? Uh, so far, yes. Uh, yes. You yes. see people actually uh, using it. We see people using it. Uh, we see also people investing more and investing also lump sum, not only regularly. Um, and we, I hope, we will get soon to hundred thousand clients with Dropna. Uh, so, so it it is not just a few clients trying it. Uh, so we are quite happy about it. Of course, uh, the potential is huge. Uh, huge amounts of money in the whole banking sector uh, that uh, that can be invested, and probably some of that sh really should be invested.
Oh, that's interesting. With the pandemic, we usually, you know, think and hear about the saving and how we need to be careful because of the uncertainty. And here it's all the money which actually can be invested, which is wonderful, wonderful news, I would say. Um, so do you see any any other trends in the banking industry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um So besides really trying to think about the client and really simplify things for the client so that uh, there are no obstacles in using uh, the, the financial services, uh, you probably have seen also in the market that uh, many banks uh, now kind of are green or promote sustainability uh, because that's really uh, another trend in the, in the banking industry overall. Um, it's not only that... Uh, Many banks do not finance coal or coal-producing electricity and so on, uh, and rather would invest into into kind of uh, renewable mm-hmm. renewable mm-hmm. energy. Uh, but it's also in uh, in it's coming to mortgages, uh, where at least uh, in our bank, but also I, I think in other banks as well, we we give uh, kind of lower rate if you invest into if you buy or build um, a. Um, a house that is A or B in terms of energy efficiency, mm-hmm. um, but and also in actually the investments uh, we have now introduced this zodpovědně uh, or ESG funds uh, which invest into into really responsible companies, kind of subset of responsible companies, be it in the environment or social or govern- governance. That the ESG funds, uh, and this is also coming, I think, much more going forward. In other countries, it's quite developed, uh, including mm. Belgium. Uh, in the Czech Republic, I think it's also a trend uh, that is the coming. Increase. Mm. But this is something that is here uh, regardless of the pandemic, right? It started uh, and pandem- pandemic hasn't really affected it in any way, right? Uh, yes, it's it's kind of independent trend, Uh Even though uh, with the EU trying to invest out of the uh, out of the recession through the Green Deal and uh, really trying to redo the economy uh, in Europe, uh, uh, it is related to that. Uh, so, mm, so it's the, used the, as an opportunity to strengthen. It's an opportunity, but also the EU and uh, the ECB uh, is trying to a little bit use the uh, banking uh, sector uh, as a way to find financing for, uh, for, for for green or sustainable projects uh, because it could be that long term um, long term like the mortgages uh, for not not energy efficient houses would be weighted uh, actually in risk weights uh, much more which would be more expensive uh, so so the push uh, is uh, also felt in the financial sector good um, and the last question We know that you are also a lecturer in the Sergi's uh, Master in Applied Economics. So you can compare, what would you say was easier, to teach or to run a bank during the pandemic? To be honest, I think it's uh, easier to run a bank uh, than uh, to teach uh, online. Uh, because uh, to get the interaction uh, with the students uh, at, the, at the right level to really teach them something uh, is more difficult than than to run the meetings and to make the decisions uh, in the bank so so that was quite a challenge but i i was fortunate that in both semesters during the pandemic in 2020 and 2021 
um, at least the end of the semester was uh, in person. Uh, so at least I could actually meet the students uh, then. Uh, and I hope uh, the next semesters will be uh, will be uh, face to face. We all do so. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you very much.